Chapter 5 Fly Away Home Jovi didn't speak English very well. Miss Plum explained to them how Jovi had escaped with her family from a place in Africa where bad things had happened. Jovi had gentle brown eyes and a soft smile, like he wished he could say yes to everything. Jovi never raised his hand for the supply closet, but even so, one bright fall day, Ms. Plum called on him. Miss Plum was showing them the basics of classical fencing. Jovi, she suddenly said, and when he looked up from his homemade sword, a cardboard tube made from a, with a wooden handle, she held up an empty roll of tape, smiled, and nodded towards the supply closet. Jovi smiled back and quickly went to the closet. Back in the third row, Carlos slumped over his sword. He had never lived where there were really bad things that happened. Now watch carefully, Ms. Plum said. This is the unguard position, the position you take just before a fencing match begins. Jo- Jovi quickly came back with the tape. A bird streaked out of the closet behind him. It perched on a narrow, narrow pipe that ran just below the ceiling. It was a golden falcon with a beak that curved into a sharp point. The falcon glared down at the classroom with glittering eyes. Awesome, said Brad. He's not like a horse or a parrot or those squirrels. He's a real wild animal. Brad was right. You could tell by the falcon's fierce yellow eyes and the way it jolted its head around fast and sure and wary. Nadia sucked her lip. The falcon like looked like it would bite. Now, the key is to hold your sword lightly, but with confidence, Ms. Plum said, continuing her lesson. But Tashila couldn't help herself. She dropped her cardboard tube and took a piece of beef jerky out of her desk and held it up towards the falcon. The falcon blinked with a sudden high screech. The bird of prey launched itself from the pipe, swooped down on Tashila and snatched the jerky with its claws. Tashila could feel the breeze from its wings. It flew back to the pipe and tore into the meat. Wow, said Tashila. Ms. Plum didn't scold. In fact, she cocked her eyes, her, she cocked her head, her brown eyes bright, as if Tashila and the bird were an interesting experiment. With that, most everyone rushed to get food from their lunches and hold it up for the falcon. Potato chips, a Twinkie, a pickle. Falcons don't eat pickles, said Becky O. But Mindy ignored her and waggled the green slice towards the bird. Jovi stood near the back of the room and smiled timidly. At first, when the falcon grabbed some food, it was cool. But then the bird kept swooping down on people, even when no one wanted it to anymore. Sometimes it would dive bomb a kid's head for no reason. Lucy was pretty sure the bird would bury its pointed beak into the back of her neck. Pretty soon, the students of Ms. Plum's class had their necks hunched onto their shoulders or were cringing under their desks. We gotta get this bird back into the closet, said Eric. As the bird jetted over the desk, screeching and scattering his papers, no one asked Jovi what to do with his bird. Eric tried flapping his jacket at it and shooing it towards the closet, but the falcon just yawned, showing a tiny black tongue. Carlos stood right in front of the open closet door, waving some bologna. Look, food, he cried. For a, moment, for a minute, it looked like Carlos' idea would work. The falcon swooped towards him, but at the last second, the bird banked, grabbed the bologna in its claws, and zoomed back up to perch on, on the pipe.
Becky grabbed her cardboard tube and heaved it at the bird. Go back to where you belong, feather butt. That won't work, said Brad. He picked up an eraser and threw it hard. He almost hit the falcon, who didn't seem to understand that some people were throwing things at it. And that's when a voice from the back of the room said, No! It took a moment for everyone to realize that it was Jovi. Jovi's shoulders were tight points under his shirt. It seemed like it made him nervous to have everyone look at him and not to say yes. But even so, he said a second time, No! No hurting! Some of the kids remembered that in a way the falcon belonged to Jovi. Others remembered, too, about the bad things Jovi's gentle eyes had seen. It's no one's fault. He doesn't want to go back into the closet, Tashala admitted. Well, then, what are we going to do? asked Brad. Jovi jerked his chin towards the window. For a second, he looked almost like a falcon himself, with his fine, sharp nose and the determined look in his dark eyes. Free, he said. They all looked at Ms. Plum, and she nodded. But I thought the animals couldn't leave the room, said Carlos. Each animal must choose for itself, said Ms. Plum. She didn't explain any further. Toshula pulled down the top of one of the windows, and amazingly, the falcon flew down from the pipe and perched on Jovi's arm. Jovi's arm shook, but he carried the bird over to the window. Fly away now, said Jovi. Freedom for you. Say, you're really learning... Your English, said Carlos. Jovi straightened his shoulders. His dark eyes shone. I am being good with English, he said proudly. You really are, said Carlos. Scree! cried the fountain. Then it flapped its wings and flew into the high blue sky.